In the 1990s, there was rarely, rarely a time where we would see anything that was not Disney in our childhoods. We were so bombarded by Disney that when this movie came out, it shocked every single one of us. A movie that deals with genocide, child murder, miracles, and the power to believe. This is The Prince of Egypt. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that amazing monologue, Big Money Eddie. Thank you for that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is I, yo, six-time Who You Got champion here. And I'm here on the Flickbook. I get my own. Oh, my God, this is so much fun. And we're introducing my movie, a movie near and dear to my heart. I mean, Mr. Oso Smooth said, hey, we each got to pick a movie. And I was like, you know, let's go animation. But I'm not going Disney. No, no, no. I decided not Disney. I want to give proper homage to this film which I love. The music is amazing. The acting, the cast, the art, the animation, all of it was purely amazing. I'm going to just put this out there right off the bat. It is I think it is the greatest non-Disney animated film. Period. Alright? I'm just putting it out there but while you digest that, allow me to introduce who's joining me on this episode of The Flickbook. First off, we have the one, the only, my co-host, my special partner here, up here at Second Rounds NYC, Mr. Malave. Welcome, What's sir. up? What's up, A-Town? And that is a bold statement indeed, sir. Oh, the I best non-Disney it. animated movie. Um, you're talking about, like, Shrek's not there. You're talking oh, about... Like, oh, oh. That's very interesting you say that, and that's why I put it up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So so that's the whole little studio. computer animation. All right, all right, dream, all right. I know it's a DreamWorks, but but you know what though? I I I'll accept that bold statement. All right. I'm not gonna agree with you, but I accept it because this movie is indeed really good. Um, I haven't seen it in so long, and then I heard that you picked it, so I had to watch it again, of course. And um it touched me again. It touched me again, and I was in it and I We'll get into it, but I am excited for this. Yes, it's our first Flickbook episode. It, it feels a little weird, but it feels right. You know, it feels right. But uh, I'm ready to go, A-Town. And you already know how we do it up at NYC. We get down and dirty. We break it down. We bring it back all together, and we tie it up in a bow. Cheers. I'm ready. Yes, yes. And joining us is one of the new members here at Second Rounds. It's yes, the new black. Frank T, a.k.a. Pixel Potato. Welcome, Frankie, to the Flickbook. How you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I'm excited. I think this is my this is my first like official recorded Flickbook episode. Um, I'm very happy that it is Prince of Egypt because it is something that I remember from my childhood. Um, I am slightly biased. I wouldn't say it's my favorite non Disney animation. It's probably it's still in my top five though. Anastasia, 
like all the way number one. Oh, <laughs> oh, why'd you, you even brought that one up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it should have, but, anyway. But it was really nice. Um, like, um, like Matt had said, I hadn't seen this movie since I was young. And I remember just constantly having it on play all the time. So um, rewatching it, it was that bit of nostalgia and um, just didn't realize how great of a movie it was until I rewatched it as an adult. So I'm, ex- I'm excited to break it down with you guys. All right, all right, yes, yes, all right. So a little background on The Prince of Egypt before we even get into how just all of this parts of this movie. It is one of, it's the first franchise straight out of DreamWorks animation. I know DreamWorks, it was DreamWorks Victor before that. Then DreamWorks Animation was created to take on the big mouse himself, basically, and see what could they do, what could they do to compete with the Disney Renaissance, because this movie came out late 90s, 1998 to be exact, mm-hmm. and it was meant to take on, because at this point, Disney was hitting it, all right? It was bad. Aladdin bad. just came out bad. then, right? No, no, no. This was, no, this is 98. So oh, this was, okay. I think, may have been after Hercules. Okay, okay. So, uh, so uh, Disney was just handing out the parks. DreamWorks said, yo, we have to get in on this. We need a way to challenge it. And boy, they, ha- first of all, they had the money. And looking at this cast they had, <laughs> and the animation and the music, Jesus. they put all of their hopes and dreams on this little film. And it created DreamWorks for the next 10 years. As of right now, they're not as high up. But when they came out, they came out strong with the Prince of Egypt. The, uh, let's talk. Oh man, I'm, there's so much to go into. So but, we we can just start yeah. with the cast, really. I yeah, mean, let's start the, with the, the, the cast. cast. We had we had so many people. Like we had we had um, Val Kilmer as Moses, and he played God as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it had Sandra Bullock, you know, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Patrick Stewart, Jeff Goldblum's in Patrick, this movie. Yo, it's funny because when you hear Aaron's voice, and I'm like, why does he sound familiar? Yeah, I had to because when you first watch it, you these names are not as recognizable as they are today because they're legends now. But when they first came out, a lot of them were still starting out. I mean, Val Kilmer, the only thing he was yep. known for at the time really was he was Batman. The whack-ass Patrick, Batman. Patrick yeah. Stewart was Cat, Jean-Luc Picard. So they yep. each had their roles. But the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer, Catwoman, and all the great films she did. But when you look back and you look at, like you said, the cast, freaking Steve Martin and Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, <laughs> like come they, on. <laughs> and, like, when you scroll to the list, you're like, Oh, they had a Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah, yo, know. yeah. heavy hitters. Like, heavy dead ass had a heavy hitter. Ellen Mirren as the damn queen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was it was so much star power, but it was like, look, they had the money to spend on it, and they went in on it. They said, no, we want everyone. We want this to be where it is in the conversation of Disney mm-hmm. films. Like, and, I mean, it paid off. They, their budget was $70 million and they grossed $218.6 million. I think they did good. I yeah, think did I, well. I think they were fine. You Frankie, know? what do you think of this cast that was put together? I wasn't aware of the cast until last night when I was, like, looking <laughs> it up, and I was in complete and utter shock. Um, seeing Voldemort as Ramses, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He sung too. And, yeah, he did. Yeah, and just knowing him like that, he was like, because I'll always know him as Voldemort. So just knowing that he played like technically the bad guy and stuff just added even more to Ramsey's character for me. Yeah. But um, no idea Sandra Bullock. That's my girl. That is my girl. And then once yeah. I heard her voice, it just made um, Moses' sister's character just so much more of an, even more of a soothing soothing voice once I realized who was behind it. And then like Jeff Gold, I would have never thought Jeff Goldblum would have gotten behind this movie. 
because yeah. I've always known him as like a funny, a funny guy. And this is the complete opposite. Yeah, he didn't even have that one funny line in the movie. Like, they did have his aha. He did, oh, yeah, I yeah, did yeah. hear it. I, while yeah. watching, he did get his line in. Like aha, I was like ah. He's like, all my and my contract says I need at least one aha. Not you, son of a bitch. You did it, no? No, no, <laughs> no. no. It, it, it again. It is again. Oh, I know. Get, no, I know. Because yeah, like, let's elephant out the room. This is of course based on the story of Moses, Exodus, straight out yeah. of the book of Exodus. So it has a lot of religious themes. It, it follows it's literally right out the Bible. I won't focus that on too much today because you can. Yes, you can say, "Well, did this happen?" I know, Frankie, you had asked me, "Did any of these characters actually exist?" First of all, pretty sure they were. Most of them, yes, they all did. They. You. It's hard to find Ramses. This Ramses. In history, I did look it up like back when I watched the original Ten Commandments by Charlton Heston, which is the to me, I, I love that movie. Every uh, Easter, I watch it oh. straight through, always on ABC Channel 7. Gotta with commercials, it. with commercials. So imagine <laughs> it's four hours without <laughs> it's a long ass movie, but yeah, I did watch it. So when they had announced this, and, and I was young, I was like, Oh my god, we're gonna see animated Charlton Heston, and then you watch it, it's nothing like that movie. Nope. It, they took a lot of creative freedoms in how they framed the narrative. To, I think to a good way because there's so many themes. There's themes of brotherhood, mm-hmm. themes of living up to your potential, um, yep. nature betrayal. versus betrayal, nature versus nurture, um, yep. believing in yourself. <laughs> we'll get to mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> believing in yourself, rising to your destiny, self-doubt, and suffering, and how people under bondage and suffering how they they never lose hope they always and, yeah and and coming of age really too like it's oh, yeah. uh it, it's it's like you know turning into someone who doubted yourself until becoming a leader really yeah. like, you know so yeah so i want to like bro let's first talk about the character relationships um because again like i said they took a lot of creative liberties in terms of how these characters relate to each other but i want to talk about the different character relationships between each other let's start with the big one frankie moses and ramses what did you think about like how they betrayed them and how their themes developed throughout the film? I love their relationship so much from beginning to end. Um, even from the moment when Rams when Moses was dropped off in the basket and stuff, and Ramsey was already like intrigued and wanted to be a part of him, and then um, Ramsey's having to become king and stuff, and. Moses still having an influence on him, even though it's going to get him a little bit of a trouble, just that typical brother of uh, constantly being in like the thick of, of whatever it is together. And even when Moses betrayed him and, and left and when he came back and how Ramses was just still so excited, like, Oh my goodness, my brother has returns. Like everything you've done, we can wipe that away. Like, no, like I'm welcoming you. I want you back. Um, even into going into the plague and stuff, Ramses still had that soft spot for Moses the entire time and it wasn't until Ramsey's son popped in he was like oh like why is he here and then yeah. he was like oh okay yeah like no no like this this can't happen yeah it, and, it and, felt like like good. ego like yes I am the great one but yo you're still my brother we grew up together everything we felt yeah at the end when he was calling out like Moses's name after like the sea had parted and he was yeah. stranded on the rock I was uh my heart broke for him as, as horrible a person if he is like he still lost his brother, and you can just feel that pain when he's screaming out Moses' name at the end. 
Yeah, like, I, I mean, and we're saying horrible and everything else, too. And I agree with you, Frankie. Like, th- their relationship was so genuine, and it was betrayed, uh, per- portrayed so well in the movie. Like, from the beginning, from young and old, like you said. Um, and even when he came back and he said, no, I won't do this. He even, after all this chaos and all the, one of the songs that I love the best uh, uh, um, in this in this movie. Um, like. Yeah, after, no, no, not even, not even that. No, that was a montage. But um, the the song <laughs> when he was just like, uh, "You're playing with the big boys now." Right oh. after, right after that song, like he even brought Moses to the back and was like, "What is this really about, bro?" Like he was still trying to get to the bottom of it as a brother, you know. And um, maybe I'm playing devil's advocate here, haha. Um, in the <laughs> end, when he's screaming out Moses and stuff, it's almost like that was a testament to also their relationship too. He felt equally as heartbroken. And and he kind of didn't really understand in a way. He only knew about like kind of one thing. He knew that he had to lead his people. He knew about the slaves and everything else. This is all he kind of like known his whole life. So he's still kind of like confused, you know, um, and it was almost like an enlightenment, you know. So I feel like that was almost like the conclusion of their relationship, too. He was there to make the, the each other better pre- people. You know what I mean? And with like even on Moses' side, because. We also got to know, because there's always a a psychological aspect to these type of things. We know Ramses is dealing with his issues with his father growing up. You are going to be Pharaoh. You are the morning and the evening star. You are meant to build this great dynasty. Like the scene where they got in trouble and they're in the throne room talking Mm -hmm. with Seti, Patrick Stewart, giving an amazing performance. The scene where they have Pharaoh sit down side by side with his the sculpture of his face. And they're showing, like, and then later on when... Ramses is having the same conversation, and you see the big pharaoh, and then you see his face statue with Ramses. So it's the living up to that, mm-hmm. your father's ideals. And uh, Moses came and threatened that, like yep. threw him off because Ramses was constantly fighting with who he wants to be versus who he should be. Yes, and yes, and and like, Moses yeah. was the one that brought him to who he actually is. Like, yeah, exactly. That, that was he always brought that out of him, and mm-hmm. like so with Moses' side. I always felt bad for Moses because he really didn't want to make his brother hurt. He want, I mean, they say it in the song. I mean, we'll get to the, this song. Because a lot of these songs, that's what I love about this, is that they relate so much to the movie. It's not just a random, we're going to just pop out and sing. They are so integral to the story of how the mm-hmm. story unfolds and how it plays out. And with Moses, he shows it that I did not want to do this to you, brother. This is yep. beyond me. <laughs> like yep. this, and is, he felt anguish every time a plague hit. Every like, time, like even in the old, like the old movie when they did it, they always showed, "I didn't want to do this." But even though the characterization is different in that other movie, so I won't get too much. Now. I'll focus on this, even though it's so hard because those are always in my these two stories. Every time I watch this one, I'm always relating it how different it is because the old one follows the book of Exodus a little bit more. Probably, I haven't read the book of Exodus. Ooh. Don't strike me down. <laughs> but yeah, so it falls in this. But watching this, the way they portray it, this they were really brothers. There was no jealousy. There was no. Moses said, I know who you're gonna be. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. I'm I don't I don't he never wanted power. He never wanted to even like when you see he gets challenged by Zipporah when in front of everyone, he doesn't really wanna act big and tough, but it's putting on airs, it's putting on a performance. So with Moses, he doesn't want to hurt Ramses, but this is bigger than us, brother. You have done something. You're you're under a, a system of control that's hurting my people, people I care about, people I love. People I ran I away. Been. Yeah, I literally ran away. 
so that I wouldn't hurt you. But guess what? Yep. God found me. <laughs> yep. So and now I have I'm to come here. back now. <laughs> I have to come back. And so it, it's just the way that plays out because that relationship drives the film. Like sure. every aspect of it, every choice made, every... The internal conflicts between each character yeah. and between themselves. Like it, it's it's the driving force, like you said, of this yeah. movie. Yeah, and also now I want to talk the relationship between his uh, most his siblings, and him himself, and I guess in in the long run the, his mother. Like um, the beginning, of course, the beginning starts with the mother with the great opening, with the lullaby, with yep. the lullaby, and it it ingrains because they always say children don't forget. Mm -hmm. so deep down, that lullaby stayed in Moses' head. So when support they finally meet again, and Aaron is shook because Aaron was old enough to know, don't fuck around with the higher ups. We yep. can get killed. We are slaves. Know your place, but the, um, the sister, she knew. No, I was there. I saw when they took you. I made sure you were safe. I sang the song, "Brother, you're safe now and safe may you stay." Like she basically was the bookend of the mother's prayer. She carried the mother died, but so she carried on basically her, her her love, her fear, and it transferred into her. And so every time when she saw Moses, she said, "Oh my God, you're here. You're mm -hmm. the one that's gonna help us." So and she never doubted. Right. Not one bit. Right. Um, and the sister's name is Miriam, not Miriam. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, not Zipporah. No, Zipporah that was his I was, wife. Yeah, I was talking about Zipporah when she was when ah. they had captured her. But yeah, but Miriam, yes. yeah, the sister Miriam. Miriam, yes. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and and like you said, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character Aaron, he he knew it because he was also a male, right? So like with men, they were more stern, and they they would kill him, like they yeah. straight up kill him if he even stepped out of line. And he knew he was just like, listen, a whole lifetime of torment, like don't mess with him. He doesn't know who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, he, you know, he's apologizing. He's being remorseful, you know. Um, but ultimately, it was like, and it's funny, like you said, Zipporah, because like it was her who kind of like started the chain of events. Because yeah. if he would have never chased after her, he would have never talked to Miriam. He would have never talked to Aaron and he would have never gotten that dream that saw like and the like seeds of doubt was painted. Exactly. It was just throwing in there. It's everything. Everyone says it all starts with an idea. Right. Yeah. So that idea was never present in his mind until he went chasing after the girl. And then he finally chased after the girl, saw everything and it started the chain of events. Right. So I feel like, you know, <clears throat> the, the the brother and sister relationship, we don't really see much because um, he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know. They don't know him really. But she, Miriam was always that 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 motherly factor to him. Almost, you know, like, and then she was the one that was just like, no, you got this. Like, it was always you. So she always had faith in him even before everyone else did, you know, and that that was kind of like the catalyst, you know, and, and even when he came back the first time and he was getting driven away and she came up to him and he was like, I tried and some stuff like and then it, he, they like kind of looked into their eyes like and he's still in doubt. And she was like, no. You're still good. You'll, you'll find a way. She didn't doubt him one bit. Frank, you not one bit. The, the siblings. And no, so I know when you were talking about the um, song that they sing and stuff real quick, I know there was a moment before he actually runs into his sister where you can hear him slightly humming the yes. song when he's walking around the mm -hmm. palace and stuff. So I thought that was like a nice little, nice little touch that he's still, even before running into his sister, he still remembered. It was still like, in him. It yeah, it was still in him. But um, yeah, I wish we had gotten to see more of the sibling interaction between them after he ran into them. Cause I feel like once he um, took on the persona of becoming Moses to like free the people, she was just kind of there here and there to give him those quick little 
pep talks and stuff, but I wanted to see them interact even more just because of, I knew how important of a person she was and to why everything was unfolding. Cause like we said, if he hadn't run into her, there's no tell, most likely this wouldn't have, have happened. Yeah. Um, so I, I just wish we got to see even more of them. Cause I did like their dynamic. I just craved a lot more of it. Yeah. I agree with you as well, um, but we're also like I know we're talking about the brother sister of Moses and everything, but the Miriam was almost like the mother figure in this movie. But then let's not talk, let's not like forget about the mother herself. Oh yeah, like, I, was, I was about to get to her. As well. Yeah, and so so even after he found out the truth and he's just wondering why she has this amazing song, um, and she has this like just telling him what happened, and it, it was almost like there was one line, and I wrote it down because like it was so powerful. It was like um, when God sends you a blessing, you don't, you don't ask have, why. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a reprieve of his song of him. Um, All I ever wanted, like yep. he, that was literally him trying to deny his, the truth. That yes. was him saying, "No, no, no, no. This is my life. This is my home with my brothers. It's the fuck like." Yep. Looking at look at this greatness. Why do mm-hmm. and, why and it I is his home, home, right? Like he's he's questioning it's all he's it. Ever but known. Yeah. It's all he's ever known. But is it not? Does it make it less his home? No. They they brought him in. They they could have easily been like, no, this is uh, the the heritage that we're gonna enslave. No, they brought him in. They took him in. They even called him a prince. Like so, I'm again. I'm playing devil's advocate again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> j- j- but think about it. Like they, I n- understand the the means and why the, and what they were doing. Like slavery is wrong. We all know that. Right. But like with the mom, she's always saying like, no, we never treated you less, you know, but it was almost contradiction. Like, because why, if you know who I am, like, why wouldn't you treat my people the same way you treat me? And and, and, and that's the thing. And you can almost condemn the mother. But again, she's at the end of the day, she's a mother. But she still right. was around during the time where the firstborns were getting killed. And of course, but so, remember how women were treated back then too. They wouldn't. Yeah. They can't really well, say much. Well, and no, stand no. Up I and, won't say that about Egyptian culture. Egyptian, Egyptian culture oh, yeah, actually yeah. held their You're women right. really to a, high, high to a yeah. higher standard. Like she yeah. was well, right there. But I, I, I see what you mean. Like, but she was like, like she said, she was like, you were a miracle brought unto us. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you. There was something you were meant for something bigger than this. So she said, right. yes, I will. Raise, she said, I'm not going to ask. She's like, I don't know. I don't know why you were brought. Right. I see you and I see the conflict you're dealing with. Because exactly. as you said, like you said, why would he question it? Again, it's it's back to nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Moses, and you see in his characters, characterizations, how he acted, he was different than everyone else. Of course. The, yeah, the his risk he took, everything. Yep. Every time he, and not just like every time he would lure Ramses to his side, Moses was charismatic. He was a, literally a leader of men. That's yeah. why you see that those seeds was enveloped in him from he never stood a chance. Yep. And that's why, like in other characterizations, it's treated with jealousy. Like I hate to bring back like the Ten Commandments movie, yeah. but I'm just showing it like the the difference the, this film. Well, they they alluded to it too. Remember when um when the Pharaoh was reprimanding them and Moses took the blame. And he was yeah. just like, oh, you see, like he even told him, he was just like, you're the one that's next to lead. Uh, Moses, thank you for your genuine, like, yeah. genuine sta- statement. But he's the Pharaoh. He needs to know, and like, how to take control of things. Like, yeah, so that's, that's, even that, you even saw Ramsey's like, what? Really? Yeah. bro? Like, but no, no. Even with that, though, like in the other movie, that was straight up jealousy. Like in the other film, Ramsey's hated Moses. He was mm-hmm. jealous to him. Moses was the star. He what could have been potentially Pharaoh. In that other thing, in this, they chose to stay with the brotherhood, so they never let Ramses be jealous of him. He was only mad that you keep getting me in trouble, like you keep bringing me to your level, 
when I have a greater responsibility. Moses was more like, yeah, but are you happy? That's basically mm-hmm. what Moses' thing was always with. Are you happy with what, what you're yeah, doing? Yeah, be you, bro. Be like, you. Like when they do the, the grapes on the... Like, well, the, might the, as well do it. Like my, and, and what does Ramsey do? Like, all right, we'll do it. And so, yeah. <laughs> again, it's still that bond keeps coming back between them and still keep playing a factor. But let's go to what we really want to talk about. Let's talk about the music of this. Oof. Oof. Can, can, right. I, can, can I start? Can no, no, just no, no, give no, you no, 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 no. Just wait. Just wait. Okay. Okay. Frankie. Because <laughs> I, know, I know you got the book. <laughs> what is it? What do you call the book? Oh, it's it's the fancy schmancy notebook. Okay, all right. We will get to the book. Frankie, tell us how you feel about the music of this film. Uh, I don't even know where to start because I was trying to the entire time I'm watching the movie, trying to figure out what my favorite song is. Oh no, we'll get we'll, hold it. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna say it. I'm not okay. gonna say it, but yeah, it's like it. every song that came on was just a straight banger. I was like, Dang. oh my goodness. Yes. Like and like I, I said, have I'm all not, of it on my iPod. I'm not like a super religious person. And every time a song was come on, I was standing right there like, yes, like. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Heaven's eyes. Oh, my God. The Casey and JoJo one? What? Oh, my goodness. Oh, But I loved, too, how they incorporated um, Hebrew, like Hebrew hymns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it called Hebrew hymns? Yeah. But, yeah, I loved how they incorporated yeah. He knows the whole movie. Oh, that ends. Oh my God, that interlude with "Can Be Miracles." Oh my God, okay. when you believe. Keep, keep going, Frank. Oh. But no, each song was just the opening song right away. Is just like so heavy, and it instantly sets the tone. When um, I wrote down my favorite line, one of my Dude. lines. Um, oh. Erohim, is that how you say it? Erohim, God of high, can you hear your people cry? That was like, oh, they're opening up with like some super heavy stuff, setting the tone. And uh, it's like they got it out of the way. They're like, oh, th- there's going to be some shit. Let me tell you yeah. And Instantly I'm, I'm, let you know what we were what we were dealing with. I'm and it was not going to be a super duper lighthearted movie. I'm throwing another hot take out there and you can fight me on it. Everyone knows I love The Lion King. Favorite animated film of all time. I challenge the opening of Lion King to the opening of this film. Ooh. I challenge it. I challenge it. I mean, themes, but it's what the movie portrays and how they do it, how it starts. Run and raise a straw. And and then when they bring it up, with the sting of the whip on our shoulder. And the salt of the sweat on my bra. And then, like you say, well, hello, come on, man. And then it goes, and they, they, it's like the men thing, and then they transition to the mother doing her melodic thing, and then she's like, my son, I have nothing I can give but this. And then they go into, come on now. Yeah, yeah. Come on. With the chance that you uh, can live. <laughs> I pray we meet again. And then she joins the chorus and it's uh, deliver. Come on. Oh, yeah. Man. And then they, they have the syncopation with it and it just oh. culminates into even Miriam singing as a kid, the same oh, hymn. Man. And oh, it, it's beautiful. I, I, it, it, it is a hot take, know, bro, again, but I don't know. It, 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 it is a battle. It is a battle. I'm not sure if it would win, but it's a battle because this opening scene is great. The music is, that song is amazing. For sure. It definitely holds its own. It holds its own 100%. 
Malave. What yeah. do you, all right, so what so what we'll do, we'll do based on the songs from this mm-hmm. one on and then go on to Malave, the opening. Okay, so um, the opening was amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm, what I want to really do is focus on just like in general, real quick. I'm gonna give you a little general okay. thing of the music. So um, the music was was a intricate part, of course, of the movie, but also a part of getting the audience to grasp to this movie, right? Uh, for this test, for the reason why is because they had they released three albums. Right. They had the inspirational album, which is the gospel one. They had the country album, believe it or not. And they had the uh, the motion picture soundtrack, which is the one that we all know that has Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, When You Believe. It Boys has uh, Boyz to Men um, and it has Casey and Jojo uh, through Heaven's Eyes, which became a banger. And no one even I thought like about it. better. Um, yeah, I mean, because of everything in the scene, you just want to watch it. Like, that's why, because you want to watch it more. But when, when Casey and Jojo do the harmonies with a, you got it, you got to love it. But, um, but yeah, and, and it was two singles that got thrown out of there. Those were the two. And when you believe became a monster. And I think Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, you exactly, you had no choice, but to make it a banger. It won. An Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It won an Oscar for best movie and it put it on again, it it brought people in. You know what I mean? And believe it or not, the it, the gospel version was number one on the billboard. Like in the gospel billboard yeah. section, believe it or not. Um and sh- shit. Like and and those were the ones that had all those the Hebrew hymns. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure we're gonna get bashed yeah. for that because I don't think that's what it sound that's what it's called. Yeah, don't follow me. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, man. Um and the most of the soundtrack topped out around like sixty. Yeah. Um, but still in all for a soundtrack, you already know. I mean, it's in the likes. Uh, I mean, we, we won't talk about Space Jam and shit because that soundtrack was amazing. Um, but yeah, still in all, like the music was great. And that opening scene, like I said, test up, it, it's set up for what we were, uh, yeah. what we were getting into. And what I yeah. love the most about a lot of these musical takes in the movie is the fact that mostly when Moses was singing, um, he wasn't really like his mouth wasn't moving, moving. It was more of like, it, it was portraying it in her his dialogue. head. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because when the mom started singing, like you saw her lips moving, yeah, like, lips. and she was actually singing. You know what I mean? And yeah, stuff his like was that. Always inside his internal. Like, and like, it, jump into all I ever wanted. Yep. You see what he see. You like yes. you're in the moment with them. Like the uh, pillars of alabaster stone, and you see it. You see the carvings, and when he puts up this, I am sovereign prince of Egypt, a proud mm-hmm. heritage. Like they. You 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 feel for him because he's yeah. really trying to he's in denial. That whole mm-hmm. scene is him being in denial. And yeah. we would be like, yeah, man, you rich, man. Don't worry about them. It, it, <laughs> but it's again, you can't close your eyes to suffering. Right. And he, because he's from like, that's his people. Like, I know we could get a little meta of how it really is, especially all of us. Mm-hmm. We can't close. You cannot close your eyes to suffering of any type of any type of people because we all know what that's like. We've seen it. We've seen how it plays out in society. So from his point of view, it's like, yo, I was up here with this. And then I know I'm one of you, you guys. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change how I feel in terms of my family. But now I'm in conflict. Yeah. It, and the internal conflict, conflict is it, strong. It is. And that's what the song actually did, because yeah. he had the back and forth in that song, which yeah. made it even more powerful. Yeah. And then and then so going to the next song, which. It's it's gonna be hard for me to to bury when we get to that other part. Heaven's eyes. 
Which is funny. I thought it was Danny Glover singing. It's not him. No, it's not. You know who sings that song? Who? Um, Trevor from um, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, shit. Oh. He sings that. That's his song. I looked wow. it up. And like, because it's like, you watch, you know, I watch, I've watched every yeah. variation of it. And there's one where he does it with the Mormon choir. And he's I'm like, Trevor could sing. <laughs> and he sings it. That's no, like, 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 uh, the, the, the themes and the just the words of that song is so because again Moses doubts himself. He's with the poorest family. They're saying you're so great. Look what you did. And he's like, I'm nothing. I'm not anything. I'm not meant. Yeah, when well, you saved my daughter from Egypt, you saved, and you my, saved daughter. my two daughters from robbers. Yeah, yeah you're, so you're kind of a great guy. He's like, no, I'm nothing. He's like, look, who are you to say who you, like you are? How do you not know? Look at the effects you have on people. And then yeah. he goes in a single thread in a tapestry, though its color brightly shines. Yeah, can never see its purpose. On a pattern of the grand, grand design. design, yo, bars, son, mm-hmm. bars. Mm-hmm. The image, the, like similes, metaphors, bang, bang, bang. Everything like, a song was supposed to be is in there. Frankie, what do you think about that song? That that whole montage because it's it's from him when he's there and it ends with him getting mad. But what do you thought about that whole sequence with the song? I think that song probably for me is the strongest and most meaningful song out of the whole entire movie, just because mm-hmm. no matter where, no matter who you are, every single person can relate yes. to that song. It does not matter um, any walk of life you've been on. Some part, probably majority of the song, you can relate to. Um, I, it hit a little close for home for me because I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm just right here. going to buy, I'm not doing anything big. But I was like, no, I am that single thread in the tapestry, like. Yeah. <laughs> Hell I'm yeah. important. What I'm doing is important. Like it's, it's, oh it has the heaviest, even I though it's the tears. most lighthearted song, it, it has the most meaningful and, and deepest message out of all of them. That, like I said, I just love that every sing, everyone can relate to it. I, I get chills when he says, and when, um, and that's why we share all we have with you. Though there's little to be found mm-hmm. and all you've got is nothing. There's a lot to, yo, I, I ball oh. every time. Anytime I'm feeling like, mean, you've seen, I'll be in the car. And that song hits, I have to be like, and you get pumped. And it's like, yo, how can you tell what a man is worth mm-hmm. in wealth or strength or size and how much he gained and how much he gave? You must look at your life through heaven's eyes. And it's every, like that song hits, as, as Frankie says, every time. I, I challenge someone to hear that song and not just... Instantly get an instant uplift, an instant boost in life. Because like you said, uh, Miss Alava, you hear I say it all the time. Our actions affect other people. Like the way we live our lives has an impact on those around us, whether we know it or not. That's why I, you always feel like when it comes to like things like depression and all these things that people have and like they feel worthless. I always feel you got to let people know how they fe- how they affect your life, how yeah, you make them feel. Don't just leave people on the island to assume, oh, I don't know, but I don't because when people are left alone, like as you see with Moses, Moses was going through depression. Yeah, like, definitely. Because he just lost everything he'd lost known. Everything. He walked his, away. His, his, the way he grew up, like the things he grew up thinking he knew was gone. So he, right. he was basically depressed. So that was his point of just, I mean, you can't, like, it it's, an ongoing, it's an ongoing, but it's an amazing montage. But it's saying, look, you're actually, you mean a lot to someone, mm-hmm. right? Whether you know it or not, we find out he means a lot to a lot of people to this yeah. day. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> where they're talking about it, like it's the influence. But people don't know that. And people should always be willing to tell those close to them, their friends, their family. Look, you, I care about you. You affect my life in this way. 
in this positive way. I'm thankful you. You know how much people would just just get. I'm not gonna say it's gonna cure everything, but it can do so much for people to hear that. And that's what you this guys mean a lot to me. <laughs> Thanks, Frankie. You mean a lot to me too. Yes, yes. And yes, and so like it just stays with you. This song. This is. I'm not gonna call it a cure to depression, but boy, it's a no. It's a I mean, great relief. <laughs> it really is, man. And my favorite line, um, and you touched upon it, like with the uh, action speak loud, and when people feel like they're lost, the best line in this song for me is, "If a man loses everything he owns, has he truly lost he his, lost worth? his worth?" Or is it the beginning of a new and brighter birth? Like, that's right there alone is just telling you, like, shit, like, you can feel like everything is, like, done, like, and you don't know what to do in your life. But just like, no, it's a path to a new beginning. You know what I mean? You just have to have faith, right? This is the whole thing about, like... This movie too is faith, right? And and this is when the main the main idea of this movie comes through through this song, yeah. through heaven's eyes. Like I know when you believe, and we'll get there. Oh, yeah. Like it became that monster, and everyone puts it up high. But this song here is the Prince of Egypt. This is what it's all about. This was Moses' internal conflict, him trying to persevere, him trying to do what he feels to be good for himself and make everyone around yeah. him good and he, too. And he came out of it with a family, a wife, yep. a wife. Yeah, this is the song. Where his um they got Montage. married and stuff. Yeah. 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 And they're doing the little dance. Oh, it's just amazing. And then of course, so I'm not trying to recap, so I'm just gonna go from moment to moment so we can get to the big one. And then we got playing with the big boys now. I gotta be mm-hmm. honest. I grew up not liking this song. Really? I really I, I didn't like the song. I, didn't I like thought it. I was it cheesy. It, and it came right after Heaven's Eyes. <laughs> Right. And this song, this scene, it always felt like, okay, we need bad guys, so we need yeah. a villain song. So yeah. this is what that was. Like, um, Martin Short and Steve Martin, which they actually sang the song, listening. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it is. Now I, I have an appreciation for it. Yeah, I don't like it still, but it's not, you know what it is? It's not fair to this song when it's against all these bangers. Mm-hmm. So you know what it is, man? You know what it is? And 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 the song is there to do exactly what you just said, right? Yeah. They were like, oh, we need a bad guy song. We need this. So growing up, you not liking it is yeah. exactly what it wanted exactly. it to be, well, yeah. right? Because they're like, oh, no, fuck this guy. Like, nah, fuck these guys. Like, no, no, Moses is trying to do something good and they're coming in here and nah, nah, I'm not about it, right? Because yeah. you were mentally invested in the movie already. Right. So it being the song, even with the melodic sounds and the diminished chords and everything else, you're going to hear all that negativity and all those darkness. So you're like, "Mm -mm, nah, I just got inspired by heaven's eyes and you're trying to give me this crap. No, no, no way. I'm still fighting each other like Moses. Right. And then Moses snake. They were doing like a lot just to summon two snakes. Power, power, Bootleg ghetto ass magic. I was like, <laughs> well, you know what it is. It was all because of the show because yeah, they, they were just gestures at the end of the day life. and like exactly. sorcerers. Like no, they were just they there to not please about the family, that life. Right? Like so, Moses literally had his staff turn into a snake, but you got to be like, poof, ooh, look at us, we right, can do it right. too. Yeah. You know, and so then, like. Yeah, and so at the end of the day, yeah. it did it did exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, and I thought, like visually in the movie, I thought it was fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like after all this uh, this other stuff, and we saw like happiness through heaven's eyes yeah. and everything, we saw something fun. Like and it, and that was exactly what it was supposed to be. Even to the people watching, it was a show. You know what I mean? And that's what it was. It was an illusion, a show, and you know that's why I was like, oh, the colors are nice. Yeah. And then next we have, as we saw, like that's why I wanted to talk about the themes of the relationship between the brothers. Because this is basically the this song, the plagues, covers that one hundred. It's not that long uh, when you really look at it. It's very yeah. short, 
Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's about the visuals of what it is. Like when you hear, I send a pestilence and blow into your house, into your fields, upon your cattle, on your sheep. I send the surge, I send the sword, thus saith the Lord, you who I call brother. Man, like that whole sequence where mm-hmm. it shows Moses' side again. This was my home. All this pain and devastation, how it tortures me inside. Yeah. All the innocents who suffer from your stubbornness and pride. Yo, and you feel it and you feel the energy. And then you hear Moses, um, Ramsey's side where he really just says, yo, why are you doing this to me, bro? You who I call brother. Yep. Why have you come to hate me so? Is this what you... And it's Ralph found singing. Like he's yeah. actually singing. And so you really lay out their side. This is my side. This is your side. And it's almost like it's the misunderstanding between the two. It definitely like, Yo, this is. is not about you, bro. This is not about you. I don't hate you personally, but you are part of a system that is. So now you have to suffer. And but this, yeah, it was like the epitome of like the pride is the devil, right? Like the, your pride is getting in the way of us just having a simple conversation and just you and I coming to grasp when. Or on an issue that you that you can see is a problem, you know what I mean? Like, um, and but he was just blinded by his ways, and every time he felt questioned, he was like, "No, he he's always like it brought back." We said it before, like about him pleasing his father and him having this image of someone he need he has to be instead of who he is. You know what I mean? So that's why he was conflicted on why his brother was bringing upon so much pain, um, and Moses is like conflicted as well because all he's ever known and all he's ever wanted was just like to belong and be there you know so the internal conflicts comes to head here more um and it was almost like these were like opening arguments and they had to sit down and just hash it all out afterwards but But of course it didn't happen no he's like it's like no i stay i'm on that side you're on side look Mm -hmm. the sky could be falling like when ramsey says well let my heart be hearted and never mind the cost Mm -hmm. Uh aha That mm-hmm. may, so I will not let your people go. And I think when he said that line, it was almost like that was the condemning statement. Yeah. yeah. Because then right after that, they have the interaction, the, the brotherly bond, but then the son comes and he's like, no, I, I'm still Pharaoh. And he, yeah. he curses himself by then saying, then there shall be a great cry in all of Egypt. And Moses is like, dude, shut up. Yeah. Don't say the word. Don't say it. And then what happens? Then I, I don't want to touch on that scene because I want to save that. There's so much stuff I'm trying to save for the good part. But, mm-hmm. So I'm going to hold that. But then some, it eventually happens that Pharaoh says, you, you can let your people go. And then we get to the song. The moment. A song so great that both yeah. versions, are, to me, in my opinion, are amazing. But there can be miracles. With Miriam Saad singing, many nights we prayed. With no clue anyone can hear. In our hearts, a hopeful song we barely understood. And now I'm standing here with hearts so full I can't explain. Speaking faith and speaking words I never thought I'd say. Yes. There can be miracles when you believe. When is Go second round dropping an album? Oh yo, my goodness. Yo, <laughs> it's, it's hard, hard to kill. kill. Woo, this song, yeah. Frankie, speak about it because me and Matt, we, we can sing well. Keep going, keep going, keep going, Frankie. It's your part, it's your
Um, Who knows what Oh, okay. I'm going to be the outlier. I like the song and I know it means a lot, but it was just, to me, it was your typical uplifting, upbringing yes. song. It's because she's young. It's because she's young. It's, it's like, <laughs> I much rather would have intervened and talked about 10 plagues, but. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> Jinda called me out for this one. <laughs> but no, I mean, okay, so I think the message is still there no matter what. Just, um, I can't on this. Okay, okay. Can I, I can't. Can I just save her real quick? I'm going to save yes, her Yes, please quick, save right? me. All right, so Frankie, you can have your opinion on it, and I get it. It's, it's an inspirational song, and then you know why it feels like just a generic thing? Because this was in a movie, and this came out before. Like, there was other inspirational songs, but this was like, heavy hitter right and then with mariah carey and whitney houston oh actually duh, like their version put it on oh top God. more maybe you don't like it now because you've heard it so much and people played it so much and it was probably themes and so many fucking graduations no, so and stuff like that like mariah carey and and whitney houston song yes but in the movie okay it just because you knew it was going to happen. Like, everyone's, yeah. like, walking together and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, oh, yeah. it's it's a big, like, powerful moment. But to me, the song is just, like, your typical inspirational, like, song. Got it. So, yes. yes. No, I respect it, definitely. I mean, obviously, the Whitney and Mariah. First of all, that was never that done version before. Will have it me it was church. never done since. I don't know no. who in the world was able to get these two. Them two. What? At the in top the of, their, of game, their career. Yep. The biggest divas mm-hmm. on the planet. That's like saying Beyonce and who's another top singer? Alicia Keys, and that song sucked. Yeah, well, yeah. They did a song together? Yeah, exactly. 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 Okay, exactly. But yeah, <laughs> at that time, it's Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, the biggest divas on the planet. Like, mm-hmm. when I say, that's like having Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle yeah. going Ooh. a song together. That's basically mm-hmm. what that was. And to see them join in and not only do it, but fucking kill it. Kill it. <laughs> kill it. Yep. Like, oh, it. Amen. it may not always happen when. Oh, those rap. harmonies, that like two that bar bridge, harmony. Oh, hmm. That hope. And then they, I'm always. That hope is very near. Oh. I, I'm okay, not trying okay, to okay, copy okay, that. Okay, so, right, <laughs> easy, right. e- easy <laughs> big fella. That, their rendition of this song, oh my, every single wonderful. time. You, wonderful there's no way moment. you're going to just sit there and like with a straight face and listen to that song from beginning to end. Oh, you but feel it. You, you feel it. And then the kids come in the choir behind oh. them and yeah, and then they just start doing when Mariah goes out of the stratosphere with her yeah. her tone and you're just like the break glass. All right, mm-hmm. it's all it's all you have it and they yep. just go off and it's just amazing just that sequence again in the movie and off the beat. Yeah, and, but so so let's talk a little bit about the movie one right now, right? Because I know everyone knows about the Mariah Carey one. So this movie one, even even when they broke it and they 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 sang the two verses and then they broke into Hebrew and they did all this other marching and it became longer than the actual song. Like the visuals there and like the the connection that Hans Zimmer actually fucking did in this movie. That's the composer, by the way, guys. Um, oh no, yeah. Um, so what he did there and he incorporated more culture based, right? Because yeah. like we were saying the Hebrew hymns yeah. again, with the kids singing with the kids and everything, the, innocent, um, the innocence of them, yeah. The innocence of them, and it made it even more of a powerful moment. And then with the marching and everything else too, it, it just became a big helping each other, helping uh, the right, fellow man, carry a big the load spectacle. And-, and then you saw the change in people's eyes from like just despair to hope. 
You know, you've seen that and it was illustrated in the movie, you know, and with the song and the composition of the music, like you saw everyone starting to believe. So it made the song a lot more powerful. Oh, yeah. 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 You it know? was just, again, amazingly put together. So. Again, that scene, again, even Moses, like he's the leader. He's mm-hmm. you're supposed to be following. Even he takes time to know, let me help you with this. Let right. me help you. Walk. It's the sister. It's the poorer. Even the Aaron joins along. Like, oh shit, you actually did it. Go, damn Jeff Goldblum. Like, even you the son sister, of a bitch. you did it. Even the sister getting involved with it and like being a part of everything that's happening. It's amazing. And well, before we go to the good part, we're gonna take time now to take a commercial break. All right, we gotta pay the bills. Yes, of so course. Give us time and let us hear from a word from our sponsor. Tom, what are you doing? Dude, since we've been starting the flickbook, I was like, I have to have myself a whole list of movies that I've seen that I can rate, that I can think of. Maybe I should rewatch this. So I've created an Excel spreadsheet just like I love to do. And I'm going to make Wait, 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 wait. You ex- created an Excel spreadsheet? I love Excel you spreadsheets. Nerd. Yeah. No, dude, there's an app for this already. Wait, there's an app? Yeah. You have an iPhone? Yes. So I have an Android, but they work for both. It's called Letterbox. Okay. Letterbox. So, no, in Letterbox, you can browse popular and highly rated uh, and most anticipated films, including trailers, members, ratings, artwork, etc. Whoa. Yeah. You can browse and access popular reviews and lists. You can also read and post your own comments and reviews on, uh, on those movies. Love doing that. Oh, I know, man. And you can also rate the movies, you know. I, well, it's better than my Excel spreadsheet. No, no, it's a thousand times better than the Excel spreadsheet because oh, they wow. did the work for you already. Nice. So, are you interested? I am interested. Is it free or is it like a paid? So there, sub- so there's 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 a free version. Okay. You can get okay. But if you want like pro version, okay, I love pros. Pros, obviously. Uh, we are pros. We are pros. We're pro podcasters. It's a fact. So if you want a pro, the pro version, what you do is you go in and you put two ND rounds, second rounds. Right? Okay. And you get a 20% discount. Really? Yeah. And you pay $15.99 for the whole year. For the whole entire year. Whole That's year. like a dollar and fifty a month. Basically, dude. What? That's fucking simple. Just to have my own list of movies and rating them and get to see what other people do and too. you've been wasting your time with the Excel spreadsheet. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to close out my Excel spreadsheet right now. Don't even save it, man. I'm not even saving it because I'm going to go... Right now on my phone, and I'm going to download this app. It's Letterbox. 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 Letterboxed. Proud you didn't even, sponsor. You didn't, you're the creator of this whole show, and you didn't even know that we had a discount? No. Shows you a lot, man. Damn. Make sure you go ahead and download Letterbox right now. Proud sponsor of the second rounds and the flick book. And please put in the code 2ND Rounds and start your list today. All right. We've talked about the film. We've gotten our thoughts and feelings, but it's time for a special. It's my first time doing this. I'm so excited. Come on, come on, man. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get a little fancy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because it is now time for the recapping awards. And now it's time for us to go through these awards. Uh, Mr. Malave, are you ready to get fancy? Hey, I'm ready to get fancy, schmancy. (laughs) Yes, sir. Miss Frankie, pizza potato. Are you ready to get fancy with it? Um, cheerio. I'm going to try my best to keep this accent up. 
Do <laughs> right, Frankie. Frankie, you know what's so great about being fancy schmancy is the fact that you can be any kind of fancy you want to be. Right? I see me. I always have my cummerbund and my bow tie on here, and I'm ready. I, I'm ready to go. So, Frankie, I love your heels. You look fabulous, sweetheart. You look fabulous. What about my heels? You don't. I. I, I do, 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 you know what? Careful you know what? I was going to say something. Go fuck yourself, those no, pumps, no, no. It, the, the moment is past. It's past. Those pumps you're Let wearing get into are bringing out your calf muscles. They really All are. Right. Thank you. I've been working out. Do you know I've been training for like two years to get them nice and... That's beautiful. You know what? You've been training two years for very, this moment. Very, I've got a beating path and I'm not trying to blast with you. But yes, it is time for the awards. Yes, yes let's do it. So I'm first, ready. we're going to start off with the MVP. Oh, you're starting off hot. We oh, never no. start off with MVP, but well, this is it. my first one, and no one told me the order, so I just went with the order. Let's slide right in upon but the Just list. think about this a little bit. You don't start with the biggest award. You don't well, like then the teach me, sir. Of all time. Teach me, sir. You don't this go, is my well, first the best movie of the year sir. is. Thank all you. Right, welcome. Then, all right, then, sir. So you say we should start with something else, sir. Do you know what is your award, sir? But yes, starts with something else. Then we yes. shall start with something else. Thank you for giving me a, a yes. starter on this. Yes. So we shall go to. The best moments. Ooh, the best moments. The best moments. All right. I then. love oh, it. Miss Frankie Pitts of Potato, what to you was the best moment of The Prince of Egypt? Um, just so I don't fuck this up, I'm going to speak in a regular accent. <laughs> damn, it, <laughs> but, damn it, Frankie. Not as easy as you think to do this. Yeah. Um, do? For me, best moment was the 10 Plagues um, uh, montage, uh, just because there was so much emotion put into that the song was great i liked how they um pulled in the all i ever wanted as well but um you could just see how hurt each brother was and that they but as hurt as they were they still weren't willing to back down from their their viewpoint no matter what if they thought they were like good or bad they just they wanted what they wanted and yes we're gonna be hurt but it's it's i don't love you enough to 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 back down from my from my viewpoint i i i I, I can see why that, yes, that is a very good moment. Actually, yes. my moment is a little twisted, but first, Mr. Mabe, <laughs> what is your best moment? I think I know what your moment is, and it's kind of weird, bro. It's kind of weird. We'll talk about it later. But my best moment of the Prince of Egypt, it, I have to agree with her, even though she doesn't have an accent. I have to agree with the Ten Plagues. Everyone thinks that is maybe the the parting of the Red Sea, but no, no, we've seen, we, we don't know, no, we, it's the 10 plagues, the 10 plagues win it all, because when the cicadas came, when the, when the spots came, the it was just, and, and, and then again, I have to agree, the music, the music played the biggest part in us visually seeing all the chaos, and that's what I love the most, the best moment is the 10 plagues. Ah, yes, 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 so now, and I do agree with you, most people would think the parting of the Red Sea would be the best moment. But no, why? Because it was done better in the Ten Commandments. We exactly. Tested. That was amazing. It was given done that it was better the in Bruce Almighty. Well, I mean, yes, truly as well. But, <laughs> all right. Now, I just want to put a disclaimer here first, people. This will be as twisted as Alex A. Town and Ryan ever gets. Son of a bitch. On anything. But for me, the best moment is. Don't say it. The death of the firstborn children. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Oh, my God. Allow me to explain. Wait a minute. In the beginning or in no, the no, end? No, no, no. The second one. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. That's worse. Uh, I, allow me to explain, sir. See, the animation and the entire sequence when they paint the red over the doors of the Hebrews to protect them and the way the sky opened up with the light and the ghostly apparition came down 
God. And went throughout the village of Egypt and all the little homes and the little towns where he would walk in, steal the breath away, and walk out. Well, fly out, if you will say. This is crazy. And You're seeing little kids just dropping. I, I know. I know. You morbid son of a... Anyway. I know. Let me defend myself, sir. It is amazingly animated. The fact that it was pretty much all quiet with no music playing throughout. The scene where the little boy is carrying the jug up to his house. And then the you hear him break. That was sad. I, that is and you see his one hand just fall out the way. I know. And as a man, judge me. Listen, listen, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. It's right next to me. And she's like, for an animated movie, this is graphic. I know, but it's yeah. done so fucking well that I cannot help myself, sir. It really was. It really it was. Really, come on now. You can't. It was a good moment. It was, it it was an amazing, moment. powerful scene. It was a turning point, really. It, because it showed the, the result of Pharaoh's stubbornness that when they show his son and he lays him down and it's really fucked up, I know, but when they put the cover over his head, they don't show his actual face of his death, but you could see it through the silhouettes of the yes, of yes. the blanket. The that illustration. Is, the, illus- that is, the illustration. That is so fucked up. But yet it's done so well that even I, Alex A. Tomlin, and I will never be on this level of morbidity again. I hope I said that word right. Morbidity, yes, yes. <laughs> morbidity yes. again. Good. I said you it right. even said it in an accent. That was even no, I, I I'm killing it right now. Thank you. Hey, man, cheers <laughs> to that. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. But yes, um, that entire sequence was done so well. I couldn't deny it, even when I'm watching, because I never really paid attention. But for the sake of this award and being fancy, I really watched, looked at it. And I said, yes. this shit is amazing. Sal. You know what, you, you morbid son of a bitch, I'm with I you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I am sorry. with but, you. But we will move on, and we are going to go into the shoulda, woulda, couldas. Yes, I'm it, it's go coulda, woulda, shoulda. It's coulda, woulda, shoulda. I always mess it up, too. I always mess it up, too. Ask, ask, ask Mr. Mr. Smooth. I always mess it up. So coulda, woulda, shoulda. I'm going to start with mine to just get away from the children's yes. death a little bit. Yes, yes, And yes. I'm going to talk about <laughs> the, the parting of the Red Sea. The reason why that's not my best moment, because it felt like it was missing but something. But it's your kidda with the shudda. I know, but it was missing something. I always, because overall to me, this movie, I love it. So we'll get to our ratings later. But this one scene, if they had added this, this may have been the best moment, sir. It needed, um, it actually needed music. I think yes. they could have put, actually, they could have put Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston's version of the song in this moment of the moment he strikes the down keychains. and the yes, exactly, sir. And if they had put that a, a good musical yes, interlude yes. behind the parting of the Red Sea, yes. this would have been a better movie. But they, they could have done it, they should have done it, but they did not do it. They would have done it why. if they would have had you talking about it. I know, I know, but yes, this is insane, Mr. Malave. What is your okay? Okay, so I was watching Prince of Egypt, right? And I'm, I'm getting fancy schmancy. Here we go. Um, I was watching Prince of Egypt, and and I was looking, I was looking at Moses, I was looking at Ramses, and I'm like, Ramses, Ramses, you could have just listened. You could have just listened to Moses. You could have had a sit down. You could have, you could have just let his people go, but you did not. So my could a moment. My what a moment and my should a moment was Ramsey's listening. He should have just listened. Just sit down and talk to the man. He's your brother. Talk sir, to the man. So Ramsey's, you could have listened. You should have listened. And you would have not lost your son if you would have listened. So that is my moment. That is my could have, would have, should have moment. And damn it, Ramsey's, just listen. Listen sometimes. That That is a good moment. I would... 
put though that if had that happened literally the course of actual human history would have been changed sir this is a movie the bible. <laughs> I know, you are literally saying that the bible should have been changed sir you this blasphemer sir no and you know why because because it would have changed like, everything sir, and that's nothing like saying they never should have crucified jesus sir but you know what they should have just sat down and talked to him and it would have been different it would have been different all right sir well you have you have chosen your could have would frankie picks a potato what is yours Okay, real quick, can I do a country accent? Is that considered oh, fancy smancy? Well, you know what? We're getting fancy smancy, so you can do any Anything accent you want, want except for the count. Okay, I'll do a country accent because that's the only accent I know how to do comfortably. No, but sounds beautiful. My, my coulda, shoulda, woulda. Um, I don't know enough about the story of Moses to make any real suggestions here on the movie, but um, I just wish we could have seen him and his sister interacting a little bit more. That's my only coulda, shoulda, would. Other than that, movie was great. Bible did a great job in the story. I don't want to correct Bible. anything unlike Malave. <laughs> but yeah, just I, I just wanted to see him and his sister. Um, I wanted to see that relationship blossom on screen just a little bit more. Alright, alright. That, that is a good... I, it's a lot of critiques on the Bible here, sir. Yes, I got to say, shout, out, like, shout out to the Bible. I, I was just saying a scene to add into the, the, the production of the Bible. Yes, I know. I know. But let, Bible, let me just you tell got you a little something. Sir. Let me let me just tell you a little something, Eitan. When you're doing award shows, you have to think a little outside the box here. You know what I mean? not taking on the Bible, sir. No, you know what? He didn't smite me yet. Maybe he'll smite me later. But you know what? And now we're not recording with you because lightning is about to strike. I guarantee you. <laughs> now I'm doing a country accent. <laughs> Fancy right, schmancy. Right. I guarantee you, if all these things would have just got settled down, the world would be a better place. I said it. All right, all right. So, I am now going to move on to the MVP. And the reason why I'm doing that is because yes. I want to save that other category yes. for last. Because I feel like for this type of movie, it should be yes. last. I so, I'm going to the MVP. Pixel yes. Potato, what, who is your MVP? Or what is your MVP of The Prince of Egypt? The Prince Feel like if Moses is not your MVP, you're going to hell. Really? So, really? Yes. <laughs> Obviously, Moses is the reason why everything God chose him. God chose him for yes. a reason. That is yes. God's MVP. That's true. That's true. So if you're not choosing him, just with everything he's done, the whole let my people go, he freed the slaves. Um, what more can you say? What more can you say? Freeing slaves. Yes, yes. Right. It's so, a worthy MVP, definitely. <laughs> okay, so so to jump on Frankie's take on everything and having Moses as the MVP. So she said something in her oh, in her speech that said Moses is God's MVP. So you know who's my MVP? God. That's right, it's God. God made all of this happen. All right, and in this movie, and in this movie, he is the man. He, like you said, your best moment was when he came through as an entity and he just took every firstborn son's lives. That is some G stuff. And I can't say the other word because I'm talking about God. And God is my MVP of the Prince of Egypt. Ah, yes, yes. Well, I definitely gone a little more meta with my MVP. I, ah, I yes. appreciate that you guys took it. 
within the narrative of the film, but I went in meta with it. Sir. Yes. Because for Mariah my Cali, MVP, isn't it? Sir, it's uh, not, not really, no. Because I have to go to the person in which there would be no Mariah Carey's in ah, this yes. film. Whitney Houston. I'm going with Hans Zimmer. Oh, yes, the, the composer. composer. The, the musical composer. curator of yes. this film. It's because, an excellent choice there, Aitam. Because without him, the musical power of this film, the emotion that drives the score, everything added yes. to it. As you said, there was three albums three, that three came of out them. of this film. One of them was a number one. Number one. All right, he put this all together. All right, DreamWorks Animation said, we will have you, sir. All right, Disney has, damn, what is the Disney's guy's name that did all the great films? I should know uh, it. That's blasphemy. You should, that I don't you even should know, know it. it but you I should. Don't. You don't know it either because you're stalling Me neither, for time, no. Sir. So it, whatever, but uh, I'm they supposed said to be we, the music guy. Exactly, sir. So, ha, but yes. Shut they up. said we need Hans Zimmer to curate this film musically because we know that will last for generations. It is almost tw- more than 20 years later, sir. And we are still talking about how powerful the music of this film is. Yes. yes. And speaking of the music of this film, sir, we now go into our final category. Yes. yes. Best song. I ch- make myself go last because I want you motherfuckers to suffer. Miss Malave, we start with you, sir. Okay. Best song. Okay. Mm. okay. So, so uh, there's so many beautiful songs in this movie. Beautiful, beautiful songs. And I think everyone thinks I'm going to pick the best, the, the number one song that everyone knows from Prince of Egypt. But I'm not. I am not. Why? Because that, that I feel like it's in its own bubble. It's bigger than the movie, that song. It's bigger than the movie, right? So the best song in the movie to me is through heaven's eyes that is right through heaven's eyes with the imagery the metaphors and the damn montage it was beautifully written beautifully composed and the version of it the 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 version of it was just fantastic and then casey and jojo took it and made it even more beautiful and sounds so glorious so honestly through heaven's eyes the biggest impact of the movie and the biggest act and the the best song for me mr malave and the prince of egypt is through heaven's eyes it's beautiful, beautiful song. It makes me cry. It makes me inspirational. It brings me up, like you said, Hey Town. It brings you up when you're down, and it's a beautiful song. Through Heaven's Eyes, best song in the movie. Okay, then. So, Frankie, <laughs> Pixel Potato, what is your best song of the Prince of Egypt? So, my best song also goes in with my best moment, which is the Ten Plagues song. Just because, like I said, I just love all the emotion that came in that song. I loved um, just seeing the dynamic of the brothers and stuff with the, the montage. And um, I like I loved it when their face was split and stuff too, when they had a flash of their face splitting. And then also just the, the imagery of all the plagues coming through. And that background choir of that, that daunting voice you hear when the plague is coming and it just builds up and builds up and builds up and then it just boom, it hits. And it, it's a beautiful song. That it's a beautiful, a very beautiful moment. Very powerful moment. It's so Practically right. as well, yes. Well, this is a shocker because I thought Mr. Malave would have went different with his choice. And my choice yes. was to try to cover all the bases. But yes. since you chose what you chose, sir, yes. Yes. I will stick with what I chose. Do and it. I too, I was torn. I'm not going to lie. I was torn. I was torn too. But you have convinced me, sir, that yes, 
Through Heaven's Eyes. There it is. Is the best song on this film, sir, because... There it is. Now, I will vary from you that I don't care much for the Casey and JoJo version. I mean, oh, my shocking God. Because Casey and JoJo is responsible, in my opinion, to the greatest R&B song ever written yes, yes, all yes, my know, life. Yes, yes, yes. yes we course, know this, and you know I love me some Casey and JoJo, sir. Yes, but yes, For yes. this case, the film version sung by Trevor, because I don't know his real name, but I'm going to just call him Trevor from the Fish Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. <laughs> Will you marry me? Yes, but sir, <laughs> I choose Trevor. Yes. <laughs> and singing through heaven's eyes, based on yes. the themes, yes. how it can uplift anyone mm-hmm. that listens mm-hmm. to it. I challenge anyone listening to the flick book now to yes. listen through through heaven's eyes and, and- not feel... Like they can take on the world, or just really go good. run a mile because no, like, you're I, just I actually say that a lot when I'm running a mile. Ha-ha. But yes, through heaven's eyes is the best song in my opinion. Yes, yes. all right. Yes. That is just what. And, it and is. not what? to give and not to give anything away from when you believe because Jesus, course, it's, a it's a juggernaut. Just... But I feel again, it was just bigger than the movie at one yes. point. Oh, for, as as Frankie did allude to. That it just was a very, just very inspirational film that they could have put in any movie, to be honest. Yes, yes, yes. This mo- so- that song can fit through any movie. But this, through Heaven's Eyes and Ten, pl- well, ten Plagues, definitely, because it is the only film with Ten Plagues yes. in the way that they sing it. So it had to fit. But yes, I agree. So now we will go into our ratings. <coughs> Mr. Malave, mm-hmm. what do you rate The Prince of Egypt? Because being warned, we'd also, we are now also sponsored by Letterboxd. So yes. our ratings will also transfer onto there as well. Sir. You know what? I was waiting to this moment to actually put it on my letterbox. And I got to tell you, for not being an animated Disney movie, it checked every single box. I told it, you. It had beautiful sceneries, beautifully drawn, beautifully written, amazing songs, conflicts. Just sappy moments, happy moments, evil moments, scary moments. Jesus, this movie is damn near perfect. So it's an A for me, sir. It is an A. I give it a damn A. It's beautiful. Frankie, what do you give the Prince of Egypt? Um, I'm going to give it a, well, I guess it'd be an A minus or a 4.5. I thought we were doing a number scale. Sorry, sorry. It's five. It's five. Sorry. It's five stars. Thank you for that. I, was, I, I apologize. And I thought it's maybe I haven't, actually, stars. I haven't actually used Letterbox. So I was like, oh, they, do they do letters and numbers? Thank you, Frankie, for clarifying. Thank you, Frankie. Yeah, no. Thank you. So I'll give it a 4.5 because it, it ticked just about every box. But for me, that sister, him not bonding as much with his sister on screen, really, really just gets to me because she was the whole catalyst for why everything happened so i really felt like they should have had that develop more on screen um but and but i also noticed too i gave it such a high rating is because it's one of the few animated movies well animated musicals where they sing the entire film a lot of disney movies they get a lot of singing from the first half and then after that, you might get one more like song towards the end, but they kind of forget about the whole singing thing. So I liked that singing was very consistent throughout this entire movie. Um, but overall, it was it was just a great film. It makes someone, even if you're not a super religious person, this movie still holds you and still grasps you, and you're still rooting for Moses the entire time. Uh, Frankie, I 100% agree with you. And yes, if you want more sister and family relations, might I recommend the Ten Commandments 
by Charlton Heston. Just take four hours out of your day one day and just watch that entire film. Oh, there's four a lot hours. Of that. <laughs> four hours. But yes. Jesus. Because I don't have that one hang-up about the sister, Alice Town Ryan, because I recommended it, of course, is giving this film five stars. Five stars. Five Me too. Stars. Five. High fives. Five stars. High fives. Five stars. High fives. I, like I said in the beginning, it is the best non-Disney animated musical films. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Right? Disney, of course, they're the juggernauts, but DreamWorks, when this came out, hit the ground running, and they had a good run. They kind of tempered down a little, but this, when they came out the gate, they said, we have all the money, and we're going to show that we have all the money, and yes. we're going to spend all the money, and we're going to get five stars from the flick book. And now I'm pretty sure this goes without saying this is unanimous. Would you view or dismiss this movie, people? Oh, well, I'm definitely viewing it. I view it all the time. Frankie? Oh, I'm definitely viewing it. I do see myself watching this again in the near future. So it seems that the Prince of Egypt gets a unanimous vote to join the flick book. Yay. Huzzah! Yeah! Yay! Oh, and, wow. that is, and that is it for this and episode. That is it. Mm, mm, it was a lot it. of fun. Let us sign off, Frankie. You that accent be, was wait, hard. Do we still have to do accents? Because my no, 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 no. Oh Once God. it's over, I'm it's pretty done. comfortable oh, in my accent oh, right shit. now. Yeah, yeah, we know Frankie. Okay. You, can, you can just be you now. <laughs> Damn it. I, have to do this. I, have to, I have to do this again. Oh, my God. All right. I got, okay, I got to drink a lot of water. But yes, Frankie, let's sign off. All right. Um, I had a great time doing this. Like I said, this was my first flick book. Stuff, so I'm looking forward to the. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm messing this all up. <laughs> she wants but to no, do I'm the looking forward again. to doing the next ones. Um, I very much enjoy this, even everyone's little fancy smanchy accents. And Prince of Egypt is definitely, I think, it was definitely a perfect movie for me to kick off my uh, my flick book venture. Awesome, awesome, Mr. Malave. Oh man, I had a great time with you guys. Um, you know, the the fancy schmancy for you guys is uh, the first time, but it's not for me. I'm very familiar with it. Um, I had fun, like always. My voice always hurts after I do it because I stay in it. You know what I mean? I know, I know. You got to just get used to it, and you never will. But um, I had fun talking about Prince of Egypt. I had fun breaking down all the music. As you know, I am the music guy. That's right. I'm deeming myself the music guy because the one that was deemed before didn't really know much, and that's it. Shots fire and bang but um yes the flip book was fantastic prince of egypt and happy holidays guys we're right in the thick of it we're about to get into yes yes and um yeah prince of egypt just remember you can do anything when you believe (laughs) oh really you son of a bitch you son of a bitch like you, you you literally took my fucking line I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Jesus, it. I just said happy holidays. Let's get peace onto all. And you just start cursing yeah. at me. Yeah, Jesus. because you took my line. But I'm my thankful bad. for a great episode today. Um, I, again, I chose Prince of Egypt. We've never talked about this film before. It deserves to be talked about a lot more. It is, like I said, the best non-Disney animated musical film. You can challenge mm-hmm. me. You can challenge me. But right, very few that can do it. There are those up there that can do it. But yes, this was a lot of fun talking about next episode we're going to be talking dune i won't be because you don't want me on that episode but we will be talking dune on the next episode of the flipbook but once again this is alice eight on ryan your sixth time who you got champion that's never going to change unless it never goes high Just wait. but yes this is alex eight on ryan signing off happy thanksgiving
think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship.